WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time is 8-12. You're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning and our guest in studio today from MTSU, Ashley and Kayla Gates. And uh, both of you are seniors in the concrete industry management program, right? Yes, we are, which is kind of a shock to people knowing that we are women in a kind of male dominant industry. So we are very proud of that. And it is awesome to tell people about it for sure. Now, have classes already gotten underway for the semester? Um, not yet. That starts, I believe, early next week. And we are kind of prepared for it. We are enjoying our summer internship and um, we're kind of bummed that it's coming to an end, but we're ready to start the fall semester. And actually, we are going to be moving into the new building for the Concrete Industry Management Program. So did y'all know what you wanted to do? You know, once you were seniors in high school, did you already know I'm going to go into the concrete management industry? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we would tell, you know, teachers, students, oh, we're going to be, you know, in the concrete industry management program. And they'd be like, oh, that's a great field to go into. You're going to be set for life. So do, do <laughs> teachers have a hard time telling you apart, the professors there, because you're identical twins. Yes. So <laughs> kind of throws them off a little bit. Yes, absolutely. I think we look more and more like every day. <laughs> so um, people try to find little ways to tell us apart. And people usually fall up short. Um, we know obviously the differences. I'm taller. Oh, oh y'all I know use. the difference. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Amazing. I'm taller, so I use that against her too sometimes. <laughs> and I was born first, so it's even yes. a plus. Do, do y'all have all the same classes and everything? Yes, we do. We try to sometimes get different classes, you know, to branch out a little bit, but we are attached to the hip. Okay. And um, it's, it's it's hard to separate us. Really <laughs> is. So so why concrete industry? What what made you want to go that route? So not only is concrete fun to use and make and everything, um, there's so many opportunities that people don't really know about. And especially for women in this industry, you know, um, they have more opportunities um, because it's such a male dominant field. They want some um, minorities in there and um, more diversity for sure. And uh, it helps that uh, it's kind of family oriented. Our dad's in the industry, so he kind of guided us to, you know, do the program. So overall, once you graduate, I, I mean, where do you want to be in like five to 10 years? What, what do you want to be building or designing? I, I don't know. I, I mean, you can go a lot of directions. The possibilities are endless, really. Um, I, I like more of like the residential, like, you know, houses. I like design. I like all that kind of stuff. I don't know what I want to be doing with that quite yet, but hopefully I find that along the way. It is definitely a learning process and, um, I guess when after you graduate, when you actually get out into the, the concrete and construction world, you kind of get a better idea of, okay, I kind of want to go towards like the sales route, or I kind of want to go towards, you know, the quality control and actually physically being out there and testing the concrete. Yeah, the um, cool thing about concrete, though, I, I mean, so many new things are constructed of concrete only. Like, I mean, there's there's houses made of concrete. Oh yes, of course, buildings for years, um, but there's a lot of different areas you can go to. Yes, for sure. And um, that's something that we kind of are figuring out together 
it's always nice to have kind of a partner in crime to kind of think I mean we have the same brain basically <laughs> so we kind of want to go the same route and we're looking at different companies and industries and thinking okay we don't really necessarily want to do this but you know together we could be really successful you know in this field and who knows maybe open our own business one day and you know well and, and got it together yeah recently in Nashville the Grand Prix took place and MTSU had a hand in that they did the first year year before as well yes because um, this was the second year of the of the Indy races in downtown Nashville but what role did MTSU play in that race because I know it has to do with obviously concrete yes <laughs> so what what was it um so I believe last year or a couple of years ago uh, MTSU the concrete program came up with the mixed designs for the concrete barriers that are used in the race. And this year we got to make a concrete panel, kind of a uh, artistic design kind of display, you know, MTSU and the CIM program. And we used that to uh, get to talk to people going to the race, talk to them about the program and all the great things about it. So the concrete that was used that I guess the design of the concrete barrier that was used last year then again this year is that something that is going to be used at other IndyCar races or do you know if, if that well we hope so um we know that these concrete barriers can last 20 plus years which is very cool um they're strong and durable and can be used for many races to come so um that was the kind of cool feature that we learned about. So we hope that they use these barriers, you know, um, for future races. Hey, and I'm sure there's other applications for it as well, such as the interstate or bridges. At- oh, oh, absolutely. For sure. So what, what has it been like so far being in the concrete management industry program? Because I, I know that's a, a fairly new program at MTSU. Uh, what, because you're getting a new building here soon too. Yes. So what has that been like? So it has been such a great opportunity to meet people within the industry through the program. We've gotten to do a lot of networking with local companies and companies really all around the world, which is um, great for us to, you know, get plugged in and kind of learn about the different aspects that go into concrete, which is a lot more than one would think. Uh, We've learned that through our classes and everything. So we've gotten to, of course, create these relationships with our fellow students and with the professors and um, all the workers that are involved with the concrete industry management program. And again with us this morning, Ashley and Kayla Gates with MTSU's concrete management program. And again, you guys are going to be seniors this semester. Yes, we are. Talk a little bit about your background, because I think both of y'all are from Alabama and you said your family has been in the concrete business. Um, yeah, so, uh, we're actually uh, from Murfreesboro. Oh, you're from um, Murfreesboro. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where I got Alabama from then. Well, we are Alabama fans. Somebody's don't from ask us. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, um, growing up, I mean, we are very family oriented for sure. Um, family comes first, and um, our sister Autumn Gates, she's actually in the concrete industry. So um, a CIM graduate too. Okay. So, um, so we're very close to her and. Um, I think growing up, we've created such a close bond with her, and especially since she's in the same industry as we're going to be in, um, we really look up to her, and we really think that we can learn something from her just by her experiences. So, so I, I'm curious, while the cost of construction has gone up 
continuously over the past few years. Cost of labor, of course, is up as well. But with concrete, has the cost of concrete also increased as fast as the cost of wood, the cost of steel, or, or has concrete been cheaper? Um, it has absolutely gone up along with everything else. Um, it is the second most used material um, ever in the world. So um, cost keeps getting more expensive and there's a higher demand for it every day. Um, concrete is being used for so many different things um, and it just keeps getting bigger. So um, it's definitely an important material that is needed in this world. Sure. What are some different things that concrete can be used for? I mean, because when you think of concrete, you obviously think of, of roads, parking yes. lots, you know, stuff like that. The but, basics. Yeah. Yes. So what, what else have you learned throughout the program that concrete can be applied to, to be used for? So there's a decorative aspect that we've learned um, throughout our internship this summer. We actually created concrete benches um, for a the park at the fountains mm -hmm. gateway so we've gotten to see the decorative aspect um concrete countertops um interior floors for housing it's been a lot of different random things actually um it seems but it's like good to see you know how many different things you can use concrete for it's been really cool to see yeah i was gonna say it seems like you're seeing concrete more and more in homes i mean from floors to like you were saying countertops in the kitchen I, I mean I, I know the first concrete countertop I saw was probably about 10 years ago but since then it has really grown a lot oh yes people have you know put their own personal style on it and um, have decorated in a way that you know hasn't been seen before and um, that actually would be something that we would be interested in and in working with with more of the decorative side and um, you can color concrete too, and um, that gives you more of a variety to work with. And so. you were saying you're seeing more women now in the concrete industry than you used to. Absolutely, yes. So it has been mostly male dominant, but they have seen an increase in women wanting to get involved, you know, um, wanting those important CEO roles, project managers. Um, they need that in this world. They need a, kind of like a women's side of things, you know, women's perspective, which is um, something that could be a value in this industry for sure. So have y'all had a chance to do any internships yet? Not yet. We have to get one out of the way next summer. So we're really excited to um, kind of network and see what place would be best for us uh, you've you already been scouting them all out and everything. yes are, are <laughs> already you, submitting resumes so <laughs> so are you looking for somewhere local or do you want to find somewhere outside of tennessee i think internship wise it'd be nice to kind of see what's outside of tennessee you know we've been here our whole lives so we kind of know how it is here in murfreesboro and tennessee so it'd be kind of nice to branch out maybe try somewhere in a different state for an internship and then come back and live here <laughs> because we love Murfreesboro. And, so when you, you know. look at other areas like New York, I mean, new buildings being built there all the time, concrete heavily used there, downtown Nashville, there's, there's new buildings going up every day. Do you think we're going to see more of that in places like Murfreesboro? Um, I believe so. You know, Murfreesboro is growing rapidly and is pretty crazy. I mean, we know by the traffic, first of all, Definitely. <laughs> but, um, um, the way that Murfreesboro is expanding, uh, we should definitely see more concrete used in these, you know, industrial buildings and everything. And 
I think it'll be used in a cool way, you know, cool designs. Um, now that we're in 2022, you know, we can see some different aspects of concrete being used in buildings in a new way. So is concrete one of those building materials that you think is going to be used even more heavily in the future compared to compared to wood and steel? I believe so. Um, I believe because of the high demand for it now, there is no telling what it's going to be like, you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now. So I definitely think it's going to be utilized in new ways more than any other material. Is it more, I don't know, environmentally friendly compared to other materials? So not necessarily, unfortunately, but there are many different companies and even uh, we do work in the concrete lab to find ways to make it, you know, safer for the environment and how we can kind of recycle old concrete, put it into new concrete and just kind of find ways to help this environment for sure. So is that something that is being done? The recycling of, of old concrete, I guess they come in, tear up a driveway or something. Is there a way to reuse that? Yes, there is. So the way concrete kind of works is um, you obviously need rock, you need aggregate. So they're trying to find ways to kind of break up the concrete in a way that it can be used, you know, as rock and can be like upcycled and everything. So with that being said, is it going to, I guess the surface, is it going to look different if it's used or if it's made using recycled concrete? Um, not necessarily, uh, unless you like the exposed mm -hmm. Uh, aggregate look but otherwise it'll probably look just the same as any other concrete but they are working on you know having the same strength and durability as you know traditional concrete so there's different experiments different tests of people trying to find ways to you know make it work for the sake of helping out the environment and making it more equal friendly so, so. as as we close this morning segment what would you say to to other women out there who have thought about getting into maybe the construction line of trade, but haven't decided if concrete's the path they want to go or if they want to go a different direction altogether, what would you say to them? Uh, it's a great opportunity for women to be in this field. Um, some may think they don't have the same opportunities as men, but you get equal or more opportunity and um, oh, yes, it's worth it in the long run. If you just stick with it, it's it's really great thing. Yes, and we have so much fun with it. And we would have never thought, you know, um, we'd enjoy it as much as we do. And like Kayla said, there's so many opportunities that people don't even know about and that we still don't even know about, you know. Um, but throughout the years, we've come to realize that there are great opportunities for us to really get plugged into concrete and kind of share our personal experiences to kind of um, show other women that you can do it and you could even do it better <laughs> so is there a lot still to be learned about concrete absolutely um with this industry there's already so much to learn um and i feel like we've barely scratched the surface on different aspects of concrete and how we can use it in this world and um how it can be of benefit cool so. again our guests this morning ashley and kayla gates and you are both going to be seniors this semester at MTSU in the in the concrete industry, and that's the management program where I, I guess you learn a variety of things, of course, <laughs> dealing with concrete. Absolutely. So if anybody wants to learn more, MTSU's got on their website a, a link to the concrete management industry program, so everything can be found there. But thank you for joining us this morning. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Time right now, 828. You're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. And I would highly recommend Adam's Place. It's a place to enjoy life. It's comfortable. The settings are homelike and not sterile. Adam's Place is a place they're looking out for you. You feel at home, and I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people here I already knew. To get back to the food, I want to say one thing. The chef does a fabulous job here. I'm Larry Castelli, and you know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, high 90 degrees. Northwest winds around 5 to 10, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, partly cloudy and low near 67. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now, that time, 8.30, you're listening to WGNS. Again, this Monday morning, today, the 15th of August, and our guest now in studio, also from MTSU, Tony Strode, Associate Director of Undergraduate Admissions. How are you this morning? I'm doing good, good. How are you? And thanks for having me. I'm good. So what is the uh, number of students looking like this year? So the number of students is looking good. We are not finished counting just yet as we're still enrolling students for the fall. So I can't give you an exact number on it, but I know they're looking good and we're excited for the fall. Hey, and, and what are you seeing right now? I, I mean, because we had covid that lasted for two and a half years. That's kind of died down. Now we have monkeypox starting up. So <laughs> it's one thing after another. But now that COVID is behind us for the most part, at least the, the scariest moments of COVID, I guess, um, what are you seeing as far as incoming students? Are they traditional from high school? What what are they? Yeah, we're seeing a mix of, of it all, actually. I- since COVID, students have been very excited to get back into the classroom. Um, but one thing we did learn from COVID is students do do well with online learning in that um, that virtual learning atmosphere. So students are enjoying that too. So we have the best of both worlds with the online learning as we've upped our classes and majors that you can get strictly online, but also giving those students the opportunity to have a traditional college experience by coming, staying on campus, doing on-campus classes and things like that. Um, But we have a mix of students from first-time freshmen, re-enrolling, transfer students from community colleges, uh, students who have been out of 
you know, the university setting or the college setting for a few years and deciding to come back to school. So we just have a mix of it all. And we really enjoy that at MTSU being a diverse campus. Hey, and I know MTSU, they do these true blue tours where they go from city to city and they even go to a couple of other states in order to tell students or prospective students about MTSU. How has that been going? Because this has been at least the, the 10th year that I remember yeah. that this has been going on. Yeah, yeah, and it's been going well. Of course, during COVID, we did it virtual, and it actually turned out really well for students to still be able to see us virtually on stage. President McPhee still gave out scholarships for students who attended virtually, um, which was awesome. And then last year, we went back out on the road. We had a good turnout last year, and we're excited this year. We've been planning and prepping, and like you said, we're going to Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, all throughout the state of Tennessee. Um, we're getting students registered for it right now. We're getting good feedback from students who are excited to come. And the great thing about True Blue Tours, when we do go to these cities, students don't actually have to leave their hometown to get that full MTSU experience. Um, so that's, that's one great aspect of True Blue Tour, and we're excited about it. So when you go from city to city, are you taking with you, you know, X amount of students, then also faculty members how do you go about setting up this yeah yeah so from each department on campus we bring they they come with us and they bring about a set of advice to a set of two or three advisors um, or maybe somebody who's a coordinator in that office they set up a table they have their own materials so if students interested in concrete industry management there's somebody who works in that department that they can come and talk to um, of course our admission staff is there some of our blue elite who are our tour guides they come with us um, sometimes we may have a student ambassador like the one we're having on Wednesday in Rutherford County. We'll have some student ambassadors there. Um, so we have a mix of staff, faculty, and students. And what are some of the normal, regular, everyday questions that you get from uh, seniors who are in high school thinking yeah. about going to MTSU? Yeah, yeah. Big questions we get, of course, is scholarship. Everybody wants to know about the money. So we have a great set of scholarships for first-time freshmen and transfer students. Um, our scholarship deadline is December 1st for freshmen, and it's February 15th for transfers. Just to throw that out there. Um, but we also get questions about housing. We get questions about the student experience. What organizations do we have? Do we have fraternity and sorority life? Um, what's the diversity on campus? So some those are some of the questions and things that students are interested in. They want to make sure that they're getting that full college experience when they come to MTSU. And when it comes to housing on campus, a lot of universities are starting to move away from that. And instead, you're seeing privately owned apartments surrounding most campuses these days. What does that look on the MTSU? What does that look like on the MTSU campus? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still are on can have on campus living it fills up every year um so this past summer you know the camp the on campus housing did fill up so we're still seeing a good return for our on campus housing of course we have a lot of commuter students and students who do live off campus um which works in their favor if they you know don't need to stay on campus or we have a lot of students who still stay at home to kind of save money on the housing aspect of things and they can come to campus when they have classes. Um, but we still have that option. If you want to live on campus, you can do that and it's working out. We're still filling up every year. College, of course, is a big expense for a lot of people and some folks need to get loans in order to pay for tuition. Is that something else you help steer students in the right direction of? Yeah, absolutely. Our MT One Stop handles all of the financial aid and enrollment questions. Um, so the best advice I always give students is to fill out a FAFSA um, so you can get that sent over to 
us at MTSU and our MT One Stop team, and they can evaluate it and give the students the financial award and show how much they need to attend MTSU if they're going to be a full time or part time student. Um, of course, we tell students about their options when it comes to scholarships, um, if they have meet the requirements, you know, if they're awarded the scholarship. Um, but we also have some great options for students who can basically come to MTSU tuition free, you know, if they meet the family need with their FAFSA and if they're also receiving academic scholarships. Again, our guest in studio right now from MTSU, Tony Strode, Associate Director of Undergraduate Admissions at the university. And coming up right around the corner, I know we talked about the True Blue Tour, but there's going to be one right here in Rutherford County, I believe, uh, August 17th. Yep. So what is, where is that going to be and, and what's going to take place at that one? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be on campus in our student student union ballroom. Uh, if you come into the student union, it's on the second floor. Um, but basically, that's going to be the kickoff to our True Blue Tour. Uh, we start right here at home at Rutherford County, um, where students in the Rutherford County area, our surrounding areas, um, can come to MTSU and get that full experience of meeting with academic advisors. Um, they get to get questions answered about admissions, uh, financial aid, our MT one stop is there. And then the best part is when our president, President McPhee, comes on stage and he gets the crowd going. Um, and then he does a drawing and he gives out scholarships. Um, he gives out gifts to parents. Sometimes they may be blankets. They may be um, a $500 book scholarship to students. And then, I mean, sometimes <laughs> depending on the on the tour, he may even go up higher uh, in the thousands of dollars for scholarships just for students showing up. I know for freshman students, when it's their first year at really any university, it's a scary time. They don't know what to expect. But often there is a uh, incoming freshman orientation that takes place. Is that something that's going to be held this year in person or is this going to be virtual? What, what does yeah, that look yeah. like? So our orientation, um, it's already happened. It was back this summer, this past summer, um, but it was all in person for freshmen. Um, we had a couple of virtual sessions for transfer students. Um, but yeah, we've been pretty much back in person, kind of like we were pre-COVID. We did do some changes that kind of better worked out for students and families, um, but it's been in person and students have enjoyed it. Do you get a lot of questions from parents still because the parents are always at least for the freshman and sophomore year, it seems like they're a lot more involved because, well, the student yeah. is not familiar with college yet. Yeah. So do you get a lot of questions from parents? Oh, absolutely. And we love talking to parents just to kind of ease their nerves when it comes to their <laughs> sending their student off to college here at MTSU. Um, but we get, you know, those typical questions of, you know, what does the application process look like? What are deadlines? Um, what classes should my student be taking? What does full time look like versus part time? Um, are there on-campus um, work opportunities like work study things like that um, are a lot of questions that parents ask um, but you know we answer their questions just like we would to a student and then you know we don't mind talking to a parent at the, and the student at the same time just to make sure that both of them are getting the same information and what are some of the biggest fears of incoming students at least those who are coming straight out of high school what are their biggest fears ah uh, gosh you know i would think one of their biggest fears um, would maybe just be what does support look like if they need help and we have great resources at MTSU um, when it comes to academics or if it's anything socially or you know personal that's going on with the student we have support services for that to make sure that the student is getting everything they need um, at MTSU and I think once students come and they get a full feel of the campus they're able to build community uh, you know 
build relationships with other students in their classes, they get that support they need at MTSU. When you look at a college campus, especially one the size of MTSU, it's basically an entire city within a, a small radius. And that's exactly how I would describe MTSU. It's a small city within within Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are one of the largest universities in Tennessee. Um, I think Murfreesboro is a great place to live, and we always preach that to students. You know, once you graduate, we love for our students to stay in the Murfreesboro community um, and continue to grow the community and take opportunities, whatever industry they're looking to get into. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are like a small city, but we still have that hometown feel. You know, we want to make sure that everybody feels welcomed, included, um, that there are opportunities for engagement on campus and just making sure that the student is supported, like I said earlier. Safety is always probably the biggest concern for any parent out there, especially when their child who they still see as a high schooler going to college. What is safety like at MTSU? Yeah, yes, we put safety first at MTSU and making sure that the students do know what safety embodies on campus uh, that we do have on on campus um, police department and we always have an officer on patrol. Um, If a student is staying on campus, there is an officer assigned to that residence hall. If there is an emergency or something going on that they can call on to that officer. Um, And we just actually um, extend the offer to a new chief of police. So we're going to have a new chief of police starting um, this fall, which we're very excited about um, so we can continue to grow the safety atmosphere on campus. Um, there's trainings available to faculty, to staff, and also when students do come to orientation, um, they do get a training on what safety is like at MTSU. And you know, I I know for a fact, the, the good thing about, let's say for example, MTSU and their police force, it, it's a real police force. Yeah. And when you go to some of the smaller private institutions out there, they don't have the ability to have a full police force on hand. But MTSU, larger universities like MTSU, they do. And that's got to be a huge plus. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, our officers are so friendly. You see them around campus. You see them at the dining halls. Um, You see them, you know, if you're just driving around, you'll see them out patrolling as they normally do. But I think it's great to have a visible police department as well that makes the campus feel a lot safer too and i know a lot of the the superior officers there those who have been in law enforcement for years they usually come from a background where they worked like for example in the city of murfreesboro our police department here but they come with extensive backgrounds so when they come to the university they know what to look out for. Yeah, absolutely, they do. And I I think that's a great thing to know about our police department as well is that they are trained. (laughs) You know, like real city police officers, like you said, they have a background and maybe city police or even maybe being an investigator, you know, working up the ranks in the um, in the city or the county. And then they come to MTSU and bring those experiences to us. So again, the next event that is coming up at MTSU is going to be an event for, is it geared towards those who are looking at becoming a student what what yeah. is it that again we're yeah looking at? absolutely so uh the true blue tours are of course targeted to prospective students um first time freshmen transfer re-enrolling if you came to mtsu you took a break and now you're coming back come to the true blue tour you know get reacclimated. um but yeah it's basically to kick it off for our recruitment season that we're coming up in that we're doing in the fall um, for first-time freshmen and transfer students to come and learn more about MTSU. So Wednesday, August 17th, 6 p.m., that is going to be the date 
of the one here in Murfreesboro, and that's going to be at the Student Union Ballroom. Yes, sir. Yep. And that's that's one of the fairly new buildings on the campus. Yes, sir. Yes, it is fairly new. It's a nice building. We have some of our um, dining options there. Um, also, our CISO office, which is uh, for our student involvement that is there in the student union as well. Um, so it's a beautiful, beautiful building, new building. So, of course, when people come, they check it out besides just the ballroom and the uh, True Blue tour. They're able to see other resources that we have available in that building as well. Again, Tony Strode with us this morning from MTSU. And as we close this morning, I know we touch base on this, but a lot of those out there who are listening you know, 30, 40 plus years of age, they've never finished their degree. They can do that now, but they can also get credits earned, if you would, from their work experience. Absolutely. Yeah. If you um, with our university college, they do a prior learning assessment. So if you are coming back to school and you've been out in the workforce, absolutely apply. Um, reach out to our university college advisors and coordinators and they can definitely help you um, navigate that process of getting some work credit. Absolutely. Sounds great. Again, Tony Strode with us this morning from MTSU. We appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Time right now, 845. Stay with us. More news and information to come. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, high 90 degrees. Northwest winds around 5 to 10, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, partly cloudy and low near 67. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.46. You're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning. Today is the 15th of August. And now in studio with us, we have Kristen Jansen, alumna and uh, associate director for the MTSU Alumni Relations Office. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So this is a, a fairly new role yes. for you, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just came on board with the Alumni Office in January of this year. So what what is it like working in that office if this is brand new to you? I, I mean, tell us what that entails what you do there every day um it's super exciting every day is completely different with the amount of alums that i get to meet the people in the community that i get to work with um, a big part of my role is working with current students i'm over the mtsu student ambassador program so we start training this week we have a really great group of students this year um, it's also working with the career development center to kind of you know springboard events like we just had this past week and then to working on webinars workshops and then helping plan other big events on campus. And when you're talking about alumni, those who graduated from MTSU in the past, how often are those who are 
former graduates coming back to say, I want to get involved somehow. I just don't know how. Um, we have a lot. There are people every day that want to offer their talents or their services, give back to the community um, and the campus environment in some form or fashion. It's, it's, always, um, it's always very exciting to see that from an alumni population. I'm an alumna myself, and so I love giving back to our university and helping those current students and all the endeavors that they're do- going through. Now, the career closet that is at MTSU, how does that work and and how is the alumni organization involved with that career the career closet so the career closet is actually part of the career development center Um, it's been open for almost 10 years and so basically it's a way for students to get professional attire a lot of you know the normal everyday student probably isn't going to have a suit that they can go pull out for an interview or even you know a nice pair of dress slacks or a dress blouse and so their career closet came about so students have access to those materials the career development center is great on hosting different job fairs and bringing in different employers to showcase our students and say hey they need jobs they can get internships they can do everything that you need them to do so students are able to go into the career closet and get pieces of clothing or shoes or even briefcases handbags and really put their best foot forward so we were really excited to partner with them on this clothing drive to help fully stock everything before school starts back and at mtsu you've got a huge number of students who are from out of state they're from even out of country so they can't just run home to their house and and grab whatever clothes they need in order to to dress up to go out there and apply for a job or do an internship. Exactly, and that's kind of where I saw it coming from, um, from an advising standpoint, before I moved over to the alumni office, I worked with students day in and day out. Many of my students did not bring their vehicles to campus, and so they couldn't just run out to the store and buy a button up or buy a tie. So I would say, okay, well, let's leave my office, let's walk across this sidewalk and let's go to KUC, and they were always able to help. So we were really happy with the turnout that we had for the career class extravaganza the generosity was just uh, honestly it was overwhelming in the best way possible we had over 1200 pieces of just hanging clothing alone that were donated um, almost oh gosh probably over a hundred donors we had shoes we had um, socks we had bags ties jewelry stuff that you just kind of take for granted and a lot of these students just don't have access to that again with us this morning from MTSU Kristen Jansen and when you look at I guess those who are alumni, do some of them come back and say, you know, I want to kind of show the ropes of of this line of work to a student or a student who's thinking about going into this line of work. Do they ever come back for those types of things to get involved? Absolutely. We get contacted at least multiple times a week saying, hi, I work in X industry. I have a degree in such and such out of this department, and I need students that want to do A, B, and C. And we connect them with those appropriate people. A lot of times those folks will come back and participate in job fairs, or we will you know, have them do workshops, webinars for us, just try to find the best students possible for whatever they are, they are hoping to gain. I was gonna say that goes hand in hand with the Career Development Center, of course, because that's the direction a lot of, a lot of those who graduated from MTSU are, are wanting to help out. They're mm-hmm. wanting to help out by 
teaching, you know, hey, this is what it's like once you get into this line of work. Exactly, exactly. And that's where just, again, the generosity of our alumni population and the community too, just wanting to really give those students firsthand experience because as we all know, it's hard to get a job if you don't have experience. But where are you going to get experience if you don't have a job? So it kind of goes hand in hand. So we're, we're really fortunate on campus that a lot of our alumni come back and want to give internships opportunities or even job shadowing for those current students and the career development center is the number one spot on campus where all that is kind of funneled through so they are fantastic to work with the other cool thing about you know having an alumni relations department an actual office on campus is that there's going to be times and i know this has happened in the past where several who have graduated, they've come back and they have said, I want to donate X amount of dollars to the MTSU campus for this, this, or this. Or they want to start a, a new career path program and that, that's really awesome when that kind of stuff happens. It is, and that's what's really exciting to see is when new programs get started. And a lot of time it's it's the industry or it's people that have left and said, hey, we could really benefit from using you know this degree. Or it's people coming back and saying, you know, this department gave me so much and provided so much for me as a student. And then afterwards, I want to give back. So we see students, um, you know, year in and year out, give back to their alma mater. And it's really fantastic at graduation we do what's called senior gift and that's coming out of the development office so it gives those st- seniors a chance to really give back to the place that helped them succeed and the neat thing is sometimes these students come back 30 years later 20 mm-hmm. years later you know maybe now they're, they're the ceo of some huge corporation out there but it's really cool to see that they still remember those roots that help guide them in the direction that they headed in order to become that CEO. Exactly. And that's that's what I, I feel so blessed to be a part of is just working with those students and helping make those connections. And I know everyone in our office is the same. We meet so many fantastic students every single day and watch them graduate and then love to keep up with them whenever they're they're going on and doing all these great things in the world. Again, in studio with us, Kristen Jansen, and going back to that career closet. The career closet is in need of several items, the, some for women, some for men. What are some of the most needed items right now? The the greatest need that we had going into the extravaganza were just women's clothing in general. That's where we were severely lacking in the career closet. Um, we kind of staged the career closet extravaganza before school started, so it would be fully stocked by the time students came back on the 22nd. There's a big fall career fair that's coming up at the end of September, so we should be able to outfit numerous, numerous students um, for some time. So women's clothing was really where we were struggling. And then, you know, kind of like the big and tall men section as well. We are, are still going through those items. Again, there's there are so many pieces of clothing that we kind of have to go through. We are overwhelmed in the absolute best way possible with just the generosity that we've received. And what do you do when you have an overabundance of clothing, clothing that you know, really couldn't be used for that interview opportunity. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that extra clothing? Sometimes they will actually just put it out in the hallway on a rack and say, just come and get it. So it might be something that's more of a costume piece. We actually were donated several tuxedos and we're giving those to the School of Music for students that don't have the means to go out and buy a tuxedo before their performances. That's pretty awesome. Yes, very much so. Uh, Again, we're talking about MTSU and a little bit about the career closet and how it all works and Again, the career closet is for students who 
Uh, they could be seniors. They could be sophomores. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. But if they need extra clothing for a special event coming up on the MTSU campus or something involving MTSU, they can literally go by that closet, the office, I should say, right. to, to get that clothing. Yes, that's right. And the the closet is next door to the Career Development Center. So while the students are there getting help with their resume or having someone look over their cover letter, they can just walk right next door and they can get an outfit whenever they go in there. And again, it's I mean, it is full suits. We even had someone that donated maternity suits, which is something you might not think about um, a woman ever needing. But sometimes that need arises. Um, Shoes, bags. I mean, you name it. We probably got it donated over those last two days last week well now that you mention it my wife graduated with her master's at mtsu uh and when she walked the stage i think she was about a month away from oh my goodness from the labor date <laughs> um so that does happen a lot absolutely absolutely and so we saw all kinds of stuff come in and stuff that was you know it was professionally made. We had stuff that was made from a seamstress over in Japan. Um, Someone had retired and they said, I don't need these anymore. Um, It was a lot of people that were retiring, working from home, or they were moving. Um, We had a couple that just moved from California and they said, well, we saw it on such and such news outlets. So we just figured we'd just bring everything here. Um, We had people drive in from all over the middle Tennessee area to bring stuff to us. Um, When I rolled up to the office this morning, we had a full porch full of clothing that was ready to be sorted through and i'm looking here at the list of some of the needed items and some of those items include you mentioned the blazers and all that uh without shoulder pads Uh, so blazers without shoulder pads (laughs) belts needed uh slacks men's slacks needed as well especially for tall sizes so you got a lot of tall students there. <laughs> we do. And you know what was so funny when I was talking to Becca Crockett, who's the director of the Career Development Center, she said, I can outfit the average person, but the football boys and the basketball players come in and we that's what we have a hard time, you know, finding items for. So the big and tall is always needed. Same, you know, with the, the petite women as well. So we had a whole lot of just variety of different items that came in last week and they're still coming in and people had been donating for a month already so it is it has been so so generous of the community and our alumni population i know we only have a couple of minutes left but how often do students need let's say a a blazer a sports jacket for a special event that is mtsu oriented not you know outside the realm of going for a job interview or an internship interview well, so what um, some some professors might have a certain dress code whenever you're giving a presentation. Um, I know I've heard of students going into like a speech class and them needing to be at least in like a collared shirt, maybe not a full suit. Um, I know a lot of the, the business students also will have opportunities to give presentations where they have to be, you know, a little more dressed to the nines. But aside from the obvious career fairs and the networking opportunities, um, we have... Um, like we hosted, co-hosted an event back in the spring that was just a networking night. And so students came, you know, dressed to impress to meet with different employers. And it was really just kind of a mix and mingle opportunity for them. So where it might not be in every single day, do I need to be in a suit and tie to go to class? Absolutely not. But you never know when that opportunity is going to pop up to meet someone that's in your field or someone that might give you an internship later down the road. So it's, I mean, they've got ample opportunity to be fully prepared with 
everything that we've got in stock right now. And for those listening, we'll post more details and website links, all of that on our website in just a little while here. So you can go to our site in order to get more details. Again, Kristen Jansen with us this morning, and you are the Assistant Director for the MTSU Alumni Relations Office. And if anybody wants to learn more, can they just give you a call there at the office? Absolutely. You can give me a call. You can email me. Um, either way, I always have a phone on me, so you can holler at me whenever you need to. If you have questions, we'll take those donations year-round. If you want to know what's going on in the alumni community, um, just hit us up on our website. We'll make sure we've got you up to date. Sounds great. Again, Kristen Jansen with us this morning and once more we'll post details such as website links and phone numbers to our site in just a little while Kristen, thanks for joining us thanks for having me i appreciate it time right now nine o'clock this is wgns murphy's bro